Welcome to Emotion Well, EFR's podcast about all things related to emotional wellness. I'm Johanna Dunlevy, the wellness manager for Employee and Family Resources, also known as EFR, and I'm the host of our podcast. As an FYI, EFR is located in Des Moines, Iowa, and we are Iowa's first employee assistance program and provide a variety of services you can learn more about at www.efr.org. Today, we are talking with Tom Farley about retirement, what it means to be retired, what retirement looks like, and maybe how retirement looks different in today's world. Welcome to Emotion Well, Tom. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, excited to talk to you. Could you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name's Tom Farley, and I do training in uh, the area of retirement readiness on behalf of Employee and Family Resources. And um, my background is in the employee assistance program, having been a consultant and an EAP counselor for many years. And about two years ago, I retired. So I find myself um, doing coaching uh, with leaders around their own uh, preparation for their next life and have been living it at the same time. So yeah. it's been a, a shared learning experience for, uh, for lots of folks. Yeah, and that's why I thought of having you on the show is because you are retired and yet you're still, you know, connected to what you were very passionate about when you were working full time. So I thought you'd be the perfect person to talk to about this topic, which is very important because the baby boomers are entering retirement. So our youngest baby boomers are turning 55 or about mid 50s and our oldest are now in their 70s. I read that 10,000 people turn 65 every day and that's going to stay consistent for the next two decades or so. And the number of Americans retiring daily has almost doubled since the year 2000. So this is certainly a relevant topic in today's world. So when I think about retirement, I'm many years away from retirement about 30. You know, I'm in the back. I'm on the back side of my 30s now. So I'm about 30 years away from retirement. But uh, everything that I've heard in my life about retirement is related to financial retirement and financial security during retirement. And I think, well, that's really, really important. And oftentimes that is kind of what determines if someone is able to retire. What about the other components or the things that are just as important to think about, especially the things that affect emotional well-being when it comes to retirement? What should people be thinking about? Well, you're exactly right. So many people have been focused on finances in terms of their preparation for when they think about retirement or their, their, the questions that come up, the planning that they do. It's all around numbers. Uh, we're living longer, um, mm -hmm. baby boomers. Um, are sort of at the top of the bubble in terms of, you know, so many thousands retiring at this particular moment. And there is, you know, legitimate concern about finances in terms of, I think the average uh, nest egg uh, is $136,000 for someone who's retiring today. And yet estimates indicate you really need to plan for like $450,000. Yeah. So there's a natural, um, understandable concern around finances. But we also know that people need to be healthy. They need to be um, feeling like they have a sense of purpose in their life. They mm -hmm. need to feel like they, there's a reason to get out of bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. And um, actually about 10 years ago, when we first started looking at and planning for um, you know, training and things that we could do to support um, employees looking at the prospective retirement, we 
did some surveys and we found out that retirement, the transition itself is a very difficult one. Uh, surveys show that people cite it as being like three and a half times more difficult than marriage mm-hmm. um, or parenting, which um, you know, I can speak personally. I've been through all three now. Yeah. And I experienced, you know, the, the, the need to sort of emotionally prepare um, to do some things to keep myself well. And I think I'm not alone that um, finances absolutely are necessary f- to give ourselves more options and choices and a sense of well-being. But that real sustainable well-being comes from other elements. Um, and when we looked at all of those, uh, what people experience, we came up with um, you know, social relationships. You know, when you're in, at work, for many people, that's their their foundation of their social relationships, or mm-hmm. many of them, mm-hmm. or the, getting those needs met, um, uh, a need for a, a purpose. Um, uh, what am I going to do on the day after I, quote unquote, retire to bring meaning to my life, to make it uh, important to contribute to my own legacy, what's to be fulfilled, mm-hmm. um, to be of service to others? That's what many people choose to do. Mm-hmm. Um, But doing some specific planning, we have realized, and and just in in our observation, um, that planning for those other parts, kind of like the wellness model, looking at all the other parts of a person's life are as important, if not more important, to well-being and health and happiness than finances. Yeah. No, I think a lot of what you said is so important to consider. I mean, the concept of purpose is something, when I think of purpose... I think of the Blue Zones, which was a really um, kind of big breaking um, story back about 10 years ago with Dan Bittner, Butner, who is a National Geographic photographer who went around the world and he found these people who were living to age 100 and beyond. And in the Japanese culture, they called it ikigai or my reason for being or my purpose in life. And so these individuals, the one thing that he found that uh, especially the Japanese people living to be centenarians had in common was that they all had this purpose for being to get out of bed every day and they knew what they were going to do. And a lot of it was related back to family. Like I want to, you know, see my great, great grandchildren Mm -hmm. or I'm still contributing to my family by helping with, you know, um, cooking or, you know, just I'm a presence and I'm someone who has a purpose and I'm important. And I think that Oftentimes we know or we think about our purpose when we're working, but it's connected to what we do professionally, especially when you talk about leaders and and people in those upper management and leadership roles. And so I think, you know, for people listening, whether you're, you know, 30 years from retirement or 30 days from retirement, thinking about what is your purpose and what do you have to look forward to after, you know, you're not going to the office every day. And one thing that I came across, which is it reminded me of you, is a lot of people now are retiring, but still staying connected to the things that they maybe liked the most about their jobs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so because you're doing training and other things like leadership coaching and mediation for EFR, I think, you know, kind of talk about how did you decide that you wanted to stay maybe connected to some of your uh, more meaningful work experiences outside of work? So how did you make that decision? Did you always kind of know that you were going to retire, but retire with purpose and stay um, connected at least um, 
to some extent with EFR or just to the work that you found most meaningful? Mm-hmm. I think in, in, in um, planning for or just um, uh, looking at, at the near future in terms of as retirement approached, I was aware of feeling increasingly anxious the closer that that the date came. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that comes from our uh, traditional attitudes about retirement. People, uh, for many, it's synonymous with an ending, um, being put on the shelf, mm-hmm. um, withdrawing from life. And the more I thought about that, and uh, I thought, well, you, you just can't um, – do leisure all the time. You have to have a reason for living and, yeah. to, and to be productive and, and be a purpose. Um, just would bring, as you mentioned, both for my family um, as well as just for my own mental health, it was important to, to have something to look forward to. So I, I think for, for, for myself as well as for many of the people that I work with, the first step is really being aware of some of the messages that we get about retirement as a transition in life and really challenging some of the, the missed perceptions, mm-hmm. um, the, the stigmas almost that get in the way of, of uh, people who are leaving their traditional job from moving forward to still feeling like they have a purpose and something to contribute. Mm-hmm. So I come up with words like renewal and revitalize. Yeah and retool. And um, so when I thought about my own choices, I thought, well, I, the work I've done has brought me joy and purpose and meaning for so many years. I don't want to abandon it completely. Mm-hmm. I don't mind taking a nap every once in a while. Right. And you deserve a nap every once in <laughs> well, a while. Well, thank you. So, yes. Um, and, I, and I have more time now for other pieces or of my life that I had, you know, pondered or, or fantasized about that would bring enjoyment that mm-hmm. I can do. Like I've become more involved with pol- politics or social groups. I have more time to spend with my many, I have 10 grandchildren. Yeah. So um, having not, not having a full-time commitment in the workplace has allowed me to explore new parts of myself. Mm-hmm. And so in that sense, that's where the renewal and the revitalization comes through, not just for me, but I think there's some quote that uh, there's some statistic or fun fact that 80% of people who retire uh, continue to work but they, and that they don't do it for their finances. They do it for meeting their other human needs. Yeah, for enjoyment. Uh, for, for enjoyment. Purpose, yeah, just to, to, to stay connected. Life. Yeah, I think a lot about, you know, I've met in my adult life, you know, after college, I've met most of my friends through the workplace. Yep. And so, and I often think about that. Like if I were someone who were working from home, I think I would really kind of struggle because while I, I'm more of an introvert and I don't always want to be around a lot of people and I get energy from being by myself, I still like being connected to other people in the workplace and making friends. And I think it, you know, it would be hard for me to work from home for that reason. But also then thinking further down the road, well, my gosh, when I retire, mm-hmm. you know, am I ever going to make new friends? And, you know, the answer is yes, because if mm-hmm. you're connected through um, service or, you know, organizations or, you know, different things that you can do to find that purpose and occupy your time, then, yeah, you'll still continue meeting people. So I, I like how you said that sometimes there's an anxiety around retiring because it is one of life's biggest transitions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not to get cheesy and quote a song from when I was in high school, but there was a semi-sonic song that said uh, every new beginning is uh, 
how, how does this go? Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. It was called Closing Time. Your sons would know this song. Mm -hmm. And it's true, you know, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. And so, mm -hmm. um, and I think of retirement especially um, in that way. What about people who maybe are partnered up, married, uh, or not married, but living with a partner and they're retiring around the same time? Um, I've heard that sometimes that tends to not go so well because then you have two people all of a sudden, you know, their lives have been maybe disrupted. Their routines yes. are off um, kilter. And then now they're both, you know, I've heard that sometimes couples try to retire uh, not together, but maybe six months to a year apart if they can, if, especially if they're similar in age. Do you, did you and your spouse retire at the same time? No, okay. uh, my spouse is still working. Okay. Um, although she works from home. So, I think the key uh, thing to be aware of is that when, uh, whether one or two partners retire at the same time or, or even just one, it's gonna impact your marriage. Yeah. It's gonna impact your family relationships, mm -hmm. the expectations that um, other people have of you in your family. So that's something to kind of prepare for. So um, I remember at one point I was home not that long after my official retirement. And I was like, at first I was anxious before, and then afterwards I was kind of down and kind of, um, and, and, and my, um, my spouse said, well, you're, you're kind of lost. <laughs> <laughs> and she was right. Yeah. I mean, there was sort of this, um, be, you know, this dealing with the change and, and mentally uh, adapting and emotionally adapting and, I think some confusion uh, in terms of, okay, how am I going to organize myself now? Mm -hmm. Even though I had some pieces that were full of purpose, mm -hmm. there were other pieces that were like, okay, what am I doing with this time? Yeah. So I, I think the impact on relationships, you don't want to underestimate that. You do want to plan for it. Mm -hmm. And um, I know my, my spouse works out of her home and runs a business and suddenly I was there in her space. Right. So, for her, it was like, oh, this is really different. It was yeah. a, it was a difference in our our marriage, and and we needed new rules and new ways of doing things. Yeah. And so I think um, planning for not only the impact emotionally and socially, <clears throat> but also in terms of family mm -hmm. and and marriages is an important thing to anticipate and to. Um, you know, it, I, it can be very positive, but there's some things always to be um, that happen that are unexpected. Yeah. And I would think that especially if one person is still working and the other is retired for the the person retired, it is probably especially important to have purpose and something kind of t to keep you occupied so that, you know, you're both feeling fulfilled and satisfied and that. Uh, you know, you're not wanting to, I know you like to RV, correct? You still have your mm -hmm. camper. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure it's a little harder for her to just kind of take off whenever she wants because she's still working. But with you, you have more flexibility. You're essentially your own boss now, yeah. which has to be nice. Uh, and so I would think that if one person is still working and the other is retired, you'd also have to kind of communicate uh, what are some of our recreational goals and how does that look? Um, because until you're both retired and can kind of be your own bosses and take off whenever you want, you'd have to definitely work through lo the logistics of that. I think a lot of people associate retirement with, uh, you know, snowboarding, at, you know, going down to Florida or Arizona or Texas mm -hmm. and, and living the life. And my mom and her husband did that and, and they really like it, but they've both, um, you know, found things to stay active and involved with. My mom, 
was a registered nurse for over 30 years. And when she retired and moved to Arizona, she substitute, uh, I guess it wouldn't be substitute taught because she wasn't a teacher, but she substitute nursed at the elementary schools mm-hmm. in the um, in the area where she lived. And she just thought that was really fun because she was still able to, um, you know, retain the thing that she really enjoyed doing for, her, you know, most of her life, which was nursing. Um, but she got to do it in a school setting around kids and she kind of got to pick and choose when when she worked. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think you can, you can even be a snowbird and stay connected to your purpose and, and find different outlets. Uh, and I think a lot of those retirement communities now are geared more towards like the younger retirees, you know, the people who want to stay active and play pickleball and, you know, do things that, um, are going to help them stay, um, healthy and fit and active into, you know, hopefully the later years of retirement. So, yeah, I think it's important to um, be aware of the challenges from an emotional point of view. Um, some people struggle with chemical dependency because mm. they're uh, they have um, maybe uh, issues that they've been below the surface, and the, the significant change yeah. and transition uh, increases risk factors mm-hmm. for depression and mental health issues mm-hmm. and chemical dependency. Not to be a downer about retirement. No, but I, mean, I never real really things. thought of that, but. Yeah, yeah, I mean, especially and if... And there's loneliness and boredom that are big issues. Um, a significant number, especially women, because women have a, a longer life expectancy, can anticipate being alone, alone in for long periods years, yeah. in their later years. So those are realities um, that you can do your best to anticipate and plan for and um, how to... Cha- how to um, respond to the potential risks associated with them are exactly what we've talked about. Having a life of purpose, um, maintaining your social network, uh, being aware of um, the changes on in family relationships and just talking, especially in relationships, you know, where do we want to live? Um, what, what brings us the greatest joy mm-hmm. and fulfillment? Mm-hmm. And then how can we arrange all the different parts, including our finances, mm-hmm. to make that happen? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that oftentimes people turn to their EAP benefit during times of transition. Uh, I know that, you know, a very common phone call we get is, you know, someone is going from, you know, they're um, ending ending high school and going into college or they're ending college and entering the working world. And so, you know, for those of you listening, if you have an EAP benefit and maybe you have an EAP benefit through EFR, don't forget to turn to your EAP benefit for those in-person counseling sessions in advance of retirement. Or even with EFR's EAP benefit, we offer life coaching and life coaching could be another uh, great thing to explore if you are, um, you know, nearing retirement, you know, finding purpose, thinking about the things that matter most. But uh, there still is a stigma, right, around reaching out for help and yep. admitting that you maybe have some anxiety or depression, uh, especially uh, with a time in your life that's supposed to be so kind of exciting and you've earned it, right? Like everyone's counting down the days until they retire. That's how it seems, uh, especially the closer you get. And so not being afraid to say, you know what, actually I'm excited about this, but I need some help navigating it as well. So if you have an EAP um, or certainly if you have EFR's EAP, I know that we can help with that life transition. So don't be hesitant to reach out. Uh, Where else could someone turn if they are, maybe they're no longer, working maybe they've been retired and now they've realized gosh i this i'm struggling like what resources or what would you recommend someone do if they think that is the case 
Well, of course, AARP has lots of resources okay. in terms of healthcare and wellness tools, okay. and um, as well as the financial, I mean, obviously healthcare and the cost of it yes. is a big issue for yes. um, many retirees, potential retirees. Um, there are some resources in terms of, um, I guess, building on what, what hopefully we've uh, planted seeds for around our own wellness. Mm -hmm. So um, learning new ways to relax mm -hmm. through um, whatever you whatever fits into your value system, uh, moments of silence, prayer, meditation, mm -hmm. yoga, mm -hmm. uh, helping, um, learning more. Uh, learning never ends right. in terms of how can we take care of ourselves. So thinking about our own self-care um, and what what will um, keep keep us healthy and what, what are some steps I can start now to make part of this new life, mm -hmm. um, my routine, um, the habits, the choices that mm -hmm. I'm making to take care of myself. So essentially be more mindful about. Be more mindful and, and lots of wellness tools uh, for, for all ages, mm -hmm. but in particular, um, those of us that are getting older or, or, or contemplating yeah. or in retirement. Um, I and I think there are a lot of resources within communities. Yeah. You just have to know where to look or um, connect with someone else maybe who is retired or who has been retired. Or There are lots of books out there on retirement, how to be happy, healthy, and, and, and free in yeah. terms of retirement um, or learning tools and ways to take care of ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Well, one thing that we do at EFR is we offer a training called Retirement Plan with Purpose that Tom actually facilitates for us. So again, if you're listening and you are interested in bringing this kind of information into your workplace, I'm just going to briefly uh, cover what this training entails. It's a one-hour training, and it explores the emotional impact of making one of life's major transitions, aka retirement. Uh, this training reviews eight essential elements of planning for a healthy, vibrant life after retirement and provides resources for continued learning and planning. So if you're listening and you think that that would be a training that would be beneficial to your workplace, please don't hesitate to give EFR a call at 800-327-4692. Tom, what has been your favorite part of retirement? Being able to travel and um, plan for that and, and just experience uh, you know, national parks. I love, I love national parks. Great. Lots Any favorites? Do you have a favorite national park? I love, I, I like Rocky Mountain National Park okay. and, and Arches. Oh, that's on my list. I would like to go yeah. there. I've never been so there. I, I really like Arches too. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Happy to have you on. Thanks for having and me. It's great to be here. We will include some of Tom's resources in our show notes. So be sure to look there if you want more information on this important topic. Don't forget that life happens and we're here to help.